Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and welcome to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. Actually, I've been doing this show for a long time. If you're new to the show, welcome. And if you've been following me for a while, thank you so much. I much appreciate my followers. There are over 8,000 of you now, I hear. So thank you, thank you. And once again, please do share the links from Web Talk Radio, which you're listening to right now, or go to iTunes and download all my shows as a podcast. So let's get on with this show. I decided that my topic this time would be abuse. I want to focus on abuse in a variety of different ways. How come I decided to do this? Well, I'm going to share something with you. I have a friend, and she wrote a book called Night of the Sexual Predator. It was written by Monica Silvers, and it was indeed a true ordeal that she went through. As a young woman, she was working and in a nutshell was abused by other co-workers and in going through the legal scenarios that followed and corporate issues with different people of the employment staircase, shall we say, up and down, she had lots of issues. And I would like anyone out there who's having issues with work abuse, sexual abuse, legal abuse, corporate abuse, visual, audio, mental and emotional abuse, even physical abuse, to get hold of a copy of Monica Silver's book and upload it to your iPhone or whatever you have and learn what it's like for someone back in the past to go through all these traumas and then realize that today we have the same kind of issues going on. If you're really interested in Monica Silva's book, Night of the Sexual Predator, go to www.monicasilvers.com where you'll learn more about her and the many things that she is able to do. So having done my little promo about my friend, let's talk about abuse. I know some of you listening, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, have been through some kind of sexual abuse. And right up front, I want to say, if you've been having this kind of trauma in your life and need someone to talk to, then I'm there for you. All you have to do is write to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com, and I will be there for you. No cost here. Kind advice, support and encouragement, and of course, some ways that you can help yourself out of the situation. So again, I'll repeat it, DR for Dr. Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, RVC, my initials for my last name, Rogers Van Koops, at gmail.com. Okay, so let me talk about sexual abuse for a moment. I've had several people come to me and say, well, where do you draw the line between sexual abuse in terms of touching me somewhere versus intimate sexual abuse? 
Well, yes, there are some men and women in the world who love to hug, kiss and tell all. But the main thing that we all know is that when someone approaches us, whether it's a hug or a kiss or just a friendly rub on the shoulders, if we have an insecurity feeling, that's a warning signal that you're in too close a proximity to someone who in some way threatens you. And of course, if you rationalize, explain and justify to yourself why you should hang around, you might well open yourself up to some kind of upset, which could lead to something worse. So let me talk about me. Many, many years ago, I was working in my father's office as a clerk, or clerk as we say in England. And one of the sons of the people who owned the company approached me and cornered me in the filing room. Yes, how corny, but it was true. There I was in the filing room and he came up to me and told me how gorgeous I was and started to manhandle me. I pushed him away, went immediately to my father's office, told my father exactly what happened, and of course there followed reprimand for the son. Well, in those days, that was how it was done. After all, I was only 16. Today, I'm 70. So a lot of things have happened in the way we think about abuse. So in my practice with people that I'm talking to, my first question to them is, when you walked into the room, did your instinct, did your intuition tell you that you should walk out again? And if they say yes, I always say, well, why didn't you? And they always come back with some rational idea such as, well, I'm at a working place. I have to go in that office. Or, you know, I had a reason or a purpose. I wanted to get something out of this person. So I thought maybe I was overreacting. Or, you know, I needed professional support and advice and I thought this person would give me that info. Instead, I got trapped, etc. There are many scenarios that we all can run in our mind and we can all get emotionally and mentally disturbed by the way that we think things out. Is our imagination running riot? And are we really accusing someone of unethical approaches when in reality they're just being themselves? How do I know what is true? Well, many of you have, through the years now, two and a half years of doing the show, listened to some of my subjects such as psychic development and paranormal events. So I'm taking you back to that talk and hopefully if you haven't listened you will go back and listen to understand that your psyche your spirit self has manifested into the way you conduct yourself through the expression of your five senses that is smell okay think about that a person smells wrong to you why there's something that's not working for you you're already telling yourself something's not good taste. Maybe they're offering you food that you don't feel right about taking or not sure if it's good for your diet and so on. Listen to that because it's a warning. Maybe physically, anatomically, when you get in the company of someone, you get hot, sweaty flushes or cold chills. Another warning that something's not right. Your auras are not mixing. 
or maybe when you're actually in the process of working scenarios you have issues there are arguments there are anguish there are uh, insecurities there are crying scenarios someone seems to be kind but your instinct says they're not really they're after something stop Stop your crying, stop your angry moaning, stop and think, why am I setting myself up here to be in some way abused? So let's go through some of these things. But before I do, I just want to remind you that I want you to get my free healing meditation. Dr. Margaret, rvc.com, go there get my free healing meditation if you are in trauma in any way. Now let me come back to what I was going to say, which is write to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com. Let me know what your problem is and I'll give you the advice that you need. It'll be free and I'll help you understand exactly what you should do. Now, if you want something deeper, if you want a real reading, in other words, a whole hour of me talking to you, giving you advice, then you can go to my website, sumariscenter.com. That's S for sugar, U, M for mother, A, R, I, S for sugar again, C, E, N, T, E, R.com. And you'll hit on the reading services and reading page and you'll see what I'm able to do for you. Of course, there are many different ways I can help you, but let's get back to abuse. One of the things that I really noticed throughout my life is that being a woman of reasonable looks, men seem to assume that I'm available. Of course, I'm married, and of course, I have a flirty, chatty nature. So when I'm with certain people in this world, I feel their need to express themselves as a man to come on to me. What I do is I very, very clearly state, as soon as I feel them, Hi, you should meet my husband, Stephen Van Coots, because he's a tremendous hypnotherapist, and he can really help you with any kind of issue that you might have. And of course, they'll smile and step back and go, oh, you're married. And that is a clear signal, I'm not approachable, okay? Now, if you are in a working situation, you can still use the same technique. You come into the office, you say, hey, I've got this particular thing I'm working on. I can see you're busy. Uh, My husband is waiting for me for lunch or I have to call my husband or say something or my partner if you're in a gay relationship or something and let them know you are not available. Make it very, very clear. Now, okay, there are some men and women who don't take no for an answer and they still think they've got a chance. So what do you do? You put up a cold barrier. I want you to think of yourself as though you're inside an egg. And that shell is all the way around you and it's protecting you from attack. So anytime someone seems to be warm to you and your intuition, your instinct, your feeling says it doesn't feel right, imagine that eggshell, okay? It puts a block between you and that person and they will feel no connection with you. They'll want to step away and make some excuse why they are busy and they cannot 
work with you. So, okay, you might not get some of your daily work done, but at least you'll have a freedom of space to go back to your office and get on with the work that you can do on your own. And later you can approach them when they've had time to process their ideas that you are involved in some kind of relationship and not available to come around to interacting with you in a different way. Okay, so there I'm talking about the connotations of possibilities of sexual abuse. But what if someone is really aggressive and they are not taking any of your signals and they get you cornered? This happened to me. Three boys attacked me in a park and they were all going to have their way with me at dusk. Well, I'm happy to say they didn't have their way with me because I kicked, yelled, screamed, and outran them once I kicked in the right place. And you all know where the parts of the body that hurt most, the genitalia, the nose, the ears, and yes, the throat. So if you're in a scenario situation where you don't think that you can avoid violence, hit those tender parts because while you're doing that, they're winded, you're up and running and you can escape. I hope you don't actually have to do that, but as an end result, as I did, it really saved me that day. Even though all my clothes and so on were torn, I was still whole. I was not spoiled that day. Now, another thing that a lot of people talk to me about is date rape, where they've gone out, they've had a nice night, they get home, maybe they've had a few drinks, they have a little kiss, and one thing leads to another, and the girl or the boy says no, or whatever relationship you're in, and yet they don't take no for an answer, and they keep coming on. Okay, come back to the private parts, the throat. All you have to do is push hard on the throat, push them back a little, they'll get the message. If they get violence, Okay, you call 999, you yell, you scream, you do whatever you have to, and you do not, and I repeat, do not go into the scenario of shame and blame, it's my fault. After all, it takes two to tangle, yeah, but it only takes one to unravel, and if you're not ready, then you have the right to protect yourself, protect your body, and do whatever measures you need to do to push them away. I hope in extreme cases there is no true violence such as guns and knives. Unfortunately, in this modern life, there are those things that go on. Be sensible. Don't put yourself in the danger of weapons. It's always better to just say, hey, honey, I love you to pieces, but I've got time out now. I'll I need you to go, I'll get back to you. Maybe you can come back later or something. Uh, and then, uh, or wait a minute, go in the other room with your phone, dial 911 or 999 or whatever country you're in to let police know you feel threatened. Always remember you have the right to ask for help. Now let's change the subject of abuse and move back into legal abuse. As Monica Silva says in her book, she got entangled in this and there was a lot that went on with that poor woman. Her book is very interesting. I'll remind you that it's called Night of the Sexual Predator. That was just the beginning of a story. It got worse and worse as time went on with the legal systems and corporate systems. And while she was telling me her story, I realized there must be a lot of men and women out there who are up against 
the systems of legalities and of work. So here's my advice. If you're needing legal advice, first of all, you don't want someone who promises you the moon and charges you something beyond anything you can understand. There are legal services that are genuine and really in low budget and able to help you. So my first advice is research and research again and research again. And when you whittle down your list to a few, three, four, five or six maximum, you then go and ask the questions. I have this problem and I want to know what you could do for me free of charge. Okay, No fees for coming in the door and just finding out what they know. If they want to charge you that, you don't want to know them. Remember, you're a customer. They have to earn money and they have to pitch to you. Okay, not you have to pitch your story to them to see if they'll represent you. This is a common thing I find so often with people that they think if they go for a job or they go for legal advice or medical advice or whatever, they're like, please, God, help me. I hope you've got something to save me. Okay, now I want you to switch that around. I'm someone who can test your skills and abilities. You need me to see if you're as good as you think you are and I'm willing to be your guinea pig at the price and at the ways available of your skills and talents and I need to know what they are before I put myself in your safe hands. Okay, so now let's assume you have a nice lawyer who's going to do things for you. Now you need to think about how far up the corporate ladder this journey may take you if it's a work issue. Not everyone wants to settle out of court. Not everyone is bothered about you or your issues or your circumstances. Not everyone has the time of day to care about caring about you. So here I have to say to you, if you embark upon this adventure up the corporate ladder, then you have to remember that they don't know you. You are just a number. You are just someone in a long list of complaints. So ask yourself, first of all, is it worth the hassle to climb that corporate ladder? If you are trying to get compensation, be sensible about your compensation. There have been a lot of cases in the past where people have decided to charge something like a million dollars for damages. Everybody got greedy, insurances didn't pay up, the legalities went on and on, and in the end, no one won anything and nobody got a settlement. So ask yourself, have you researched every aspect of your being in terms of your abilities, your power, your strength, your independence, and the purpose by which you intend to climb the corporate ladder to gain support, help, guidance, and legal backing, etc., etc. Okay, over four or five years, you might end up with some money. So my advice again is even if you take that journey, come back to yourself at this moment and say, I am me, 
I have many skills and talents. I may not be able to do the thing that I've been doing, but I certainly have many other aspects within me that I can tap into and use. So my question to myself now is, first of all, am I giving myself the right healing which will help me recover from my trauma? And am I now focusing on bargaining with myself to improve my scenario by saying I've given up something here but I can acquire something else there. I'm going to learn, I'm going to study, educate myself into a new career and do all the things that I can possibly do to the best of my ability while I'm climbing the corporate ladder to find the right person to represent me and my trauma of the past and so on. No, no one is saying ignore it. No one is saying walk away from it. What we are saying is give yourself a second lane, something else to do so that you are not relying on just a reply from someone in a corporate level. So let's come back now to everyday abuse. When I was in school, I didn't really know what abuse meant because in those days we talked about abuse as misusing something. But today, we find that people are abusing the senses of people in their lives. For example, I knew one man who refused to have a shower more than twice a week, actually. And when when they did, bathe it was quite pleasant but most of the time because they had a sweaty job and they were tired and exhausted they would just come home and crash on the sofa and over two or three days were really foul to smell and wife was complaining and not getting any response because the more she complained about the smell the more he continued to refuse to shower now I also knew someone else who had very very bad smelly feet likewise wouldn't bother to go and do something about their liver, do a liver cleanse and so on. And so whenever they took their socks and shoes off, everybody ran a mile. Okay, stop and ask yourself, are you one of those people that has body odor and you don't realize it, and that some of your family may be telling you? Well, they're protecting you from abuse from outsiders as well, because if your family are daring to tell you, there's a lot of people in the world who will not. Another question I have for you to think about is how do you sound when you speak? Is your pitch high and screechy and irritating or low and reverberating and not easily heard? Are there people around you who are deaf? Do you find that they shout and yell back at you because they can't hear you in the first place? There are lots of sounds that we hear around us, people talking about us, at us, over our heads. If we choose to focus on all that conversation, we can feel abused. So my advice to you again is switch off, switch out, put on your headset, do something of your own choosing. You don't have to listen to the verbal abuse of others. If someone wants to have an argument with you, ask yourself, Are you really into it? Is that what you really want? Is it so important to you? Because arguments go round and round and no one ever gets physical, mental or emotional satisfaction. So think about that. And 
recognize that even if you go to court or you go up the corporate ladder on request levels for finding support with your case, that you'll have to speak up and be clear and honest and calm and focused. Ranting and raving is not going to do you any good, nor is sobbing and crying. People want to know that you're 100% compass mentis, mentally capable. So don't lose your temper. Don't argue. Don't yell. Don't scream. Listen well to what everyone is saying. And above all else, use your psychic sense of clear audience to listen because you're going to hear, you will hear the squeaks in their voice the broken, crunchy throat if they're lying to you. You will hear the shrill resonations and tones and reverberations as they hit your aura, and you will know instinctively that this is not the person to be with. Walk away. Always walk away as much as you can, whenever you can, because he who walks away will live to fight another day. However, I don't want to emphasize fight, but what it does mean is you're alive, and that's important. Now, let me come to emotional and mental self-abuse. Do you keep telling yourself that you're not good, that you'll never do anything, that you're failing, you're losing sight of who you are and whatever it is? Are you in acute depression? Again, I'm going to remind you, you can write to me, Dr. Margaret, RVC, at gmail.com. But here I'd like to entice you to get hold of a copy of my book, The Rejection Syndrome. You can download it as an ebook or you can buy a soft bag. It is a story of how we talk to ourselves and think about everything that we're doing over two pages and then embellish with real stories that come from me, channeled by Spirit Guides. So People have told me this is a fascinating book and they love to read it because it even tells how we come into embodiment with a coding from our soul structure that gives us a personality and character. And when you understand and know that, then you're going to look at other people and go, oh, I see the warrior in them, or oh, I see their caution mode happening, or oh, I see their chief feature, one of martyrdom and so on. And once you understand it, you'll be able to have a dialogue with people in a different format, as it were. It's like you've used Word perfect for years and now you're updated with Word. Well, it's the same with awareness of how you approach, interact, control yourself, conduct yourself, and do business, whatever it is you have to do, and then walk away, feeling that you have become confident, strong, and powerful. Once again, I want to remind you that you can also go to my website, www.sumariscenter.com, S-U-M-A-R-I-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.com, and see all the things that I'm up to and how I can help you. And if you'd like to study your psychic development, I'm very happy to say that we now have our online school. From sumariscenter.com, you can go to sumariscenter.info and enroll in my psychic development level one and level two courses and get your diplomas.
And of course, you don't have to become a professional psychic, though I'll train you to do that, but you will be able to read absolutely everybody that walks into your life. So any abuse scenario would never ever happen because you'd know it before it starts and you'd walk away from it. So I am going to say to you now, thank you for listening to me and do write to me Dr. Margaret RVC at gmail.com if you have any questions or any reasons to discuss something about abuse. I would also encourage you to listen to some of my prior shows so that you can get a great deal of help from all of those shows. This is a new beginning. This is a new year, 2013. And so I hope you've enjoyed listening to my advice about abuse and that you will indeed go to my website drmargaretrvc.com and download my free meditation that is a healing meditation to help you overcome your trauma. I also hope that you will write to me drmargaretrvc at gmail.com if you have some issues or a problem and let me help you for free and perhaps give you a full reading at my reasonable price on my website sumariscenter.com okay so I'm going to let this program fade out with the new music that my son Craig Rogers has made for me for this show enjoy his tinkling away on the piano until we meet again be happy be safe and do well, be positive in this life.